Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ray. I watched the first half of A Scanner Darkly. I watched the second half of A Scanner Darkly. And I've seen all of A Scanner Darkly. And this is Is the the other other half. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 (laughs) Hey. Are you talking to me or the audience? I'm talking to everyone. Everybody here. Everyone, you guys. See, I don't know because we're all We're just, part of everyone. We are part of everyone. The thing is we're also disconnected as well. That's, that's true. You know, and we, you know, we don't know really who's listening in. I don't even know if about. I'm listening in. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm sitting here right now if it's another person. That is that like the me. theme of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch? <laughs> I don't know what we watched. <laughs> I, I watched a really long video game cutscene. That was cool. Yeah. Um, the weirdly enough, the video game took place in Anaheim, California. I uh-huh. noticed that too. Yeah. In, in uh, the OC. In the OC. Yeah. They said that they were going to go to the Anaheim Center at some point. I'm like, whoa, so close to home. No, literally, there was a shot of them driving past the Tesla marketplace. Oh, shit. Really? And I saw the, like, the, you can tell that symbol because it's like it's a big sign that has like little right. lines and they have like that all, you know. Oh, wow. I should have been paying more attention to the background, I uh, think. I, I was watching a lot of it because I was like, this seems so real. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's animated. In the book, they mention like, um, the specifically like, oh, off Catella and like, oh, we're going to so um, Santa Ana. In the book, it's Same also thing. interesting. Yeah. And it takes place in the far off time of 1994. <laughs> this movie doesn't take place in 1994. No, it's right? no it says, uh, it starts off and says, Anaheim, California, seven years from now. So that's good because kind of it could be from yeah, anywhere? seven it years from now time. when yeah. you got uh, flip phones. <laughs> Dude, you don't know. Technology is sick. I would, I would so go down back, back to flip phones. Are you kidding me? I hate my goddamn phone. I would love a flip phone I would again. love a flip phone. I would love to get a razor again. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, you brought this movie in. Yes. Ray. Can you tell me? And you have the book with with you. I, I do. Look, everyone, that I brought the book. <laughs> wow. Trust me, he has. It's the book. He has. Hit, the book. You hear that sound? That Foley word <laughs> of a Philip K. Dick book. Yeah. So, is are you a big Philip K. Dick fan? Um. Wow. Okay. How do I phrase this so I don't sound pervy? Yes. <laughs> I love Dick. <laughs> no, yeah, I've I've uh, read a few of his uh, And novels I'm assuming you've also first. watched a lot of movies based on his yeah. stuff as well. Cuz other movies are like uh Blade Runner, Minority Report is yep. another one of his, uh, right? Total Recall. Total Recall. Um bunch of crappy ones too. Uh, there's a <laughs> uh, a Nicolas Cage one next, I believe is a film That's Kidding right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, that was terrible. Paycheck, which is a really shitty uh, Ben Affleck movie, really terrible. Um, and then, of course, right now he's in the limelight for my, uh, Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle, which I have not seen. I haven't seen that either. Uh, so, as far as uh, movie adaptations of his books go, uh, I guess I, I'm either. I might as well ask this one already. How does this one uh, feel? This is like I'm, the movie is like I want to say eighty to. 85% of the book. Wow. They they don't usually are able to do that. Not really. Like they only, they took out, I mean, at most they took out that I know of one scene mm-hmm, and, um, and it was really useless scene about just some junkie going crazy. Oh yeah. Cause there are a lot of junkies already in this book and movie. Oh yeah. And, very um, much so. they have a character called J- Jerry Fabin, <laughs> who was originally the guy in the beginning of the movie that has all the aphids all over him. Ethan will know about well, this. Wow, yeah. Oh, aphids, yeah. <laughs> They're a thing. Bugs. 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 I just wrote bugs. Bugs. He um he was the one who had uh, all the bugs over him, but they changed that to uh Charles Freck. Okay, Freck. And other than that, pretty much I mean, even 
passages exactly the same. Even, yeah, at some point near the uh, end of the movie, there's an entire part that's just a narration from the book, I'd imagine, right? Where Freck is, he turns the radio on. It's ex- it's word for word. word, that for ex- word. Uh, yeah, word for word. What got you interested in Philip K. Dick? Um... It was Blade Runner because I watched oh, it when yeah. I was a little kid. Because you're a big fan of, yeah. as as we know, you also brought in um, Legend. Yes. And so, you know, you're, so you're was, a big fan. So of, when I was a, a young man, I was like, what are the things that Ridley Scott do? And then one of them was uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> it was Blade Runner, exactly. And then I learned, like. Um, Where that came from. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, it was a book. And um, this is interesting to anyone that goes to Cal State Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal State Fullerton. Um, which is I, near Anaheim. Which, which is, is uh, set. He loved Cal State Fullerton. Really? And um, the reason that. Philip uh, K. Dick Loved yeah. Cal State Fullerton. He did. And to the point where um, when I went to go look for a bunch of his books, I went to look for a man in the high castle at Cal State Fullerton. Uh-huh. I asked the receptionist, like, hey, um, you guys any Philip K. Dick books? And she's like, yeah, there are a bunch in something called Special Collections. So I went uh-huh. up there, and the lady in charge of uh, Special collection, Collections showed me a bunch of first edition books and manuscripts. Wow. wow. That's amazing. So they have a bunch of that shit just lying around. So everyone goes there if you yeah. want to get uh, first edition. But they might all now all be gone because apparently his kids um, were going around to areas that he just gave away his shit to and mm. they were taking them back. So Because he wasn't, you know, the most sane man in the world. Also, he was super poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably why he gave yeah. his first edition. So, yeah, he just gave, he didn't at the time they weren't worth anything, but now they are. So, so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Super. All right. So. Aphids. <laughs> That's how this movie starts. Let's talk about some aphids. Let's talk about some man. He's got long hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the actor's name is, but he looks Neither like a I. strange. Um, the guy with the big buggy eyes and the big round nose. He has long hair. He uh, he was apparently in Dazed and Confused as well. He I've was- never seen Dazed and Confused. Oh come on, ever. Guys. It's on. I, and Why I say guys. I've seen Dazed and Confused. Okay, so you've seen Dazed and Confused. He's yeah. the guy with the long hair. Yeah, and- I remember that. He was the guy. In Dazed, <laughs> he was the guy in Dazed and Confused that had all, had all the aphids all over. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that and was him. same director as Dazed and Confused, yep. by the way. Also, mm. I knew you guys were going to love this movie because he also directed Boyhood, right? Yes. It took so long to he make that film. It took twelve years to make that film. It, that's an achievement, right? <laughs> you that's know, he what, also directed a lot of other weird movies like uh, School of Rock. Oh, uh, that Bears. Was, whenever someone says, "Oh, Richard Linklater, Boyhood," I'm like, "Nope, Richard Linklater, School, School of, of Rock." Rock. <laughs> his best film. So tell me about Freck, the man with the buggy eyes. Freck. Freck is his he name. Uh, has a lot of aphids on him, and mm-hmm. he's freaking out. He's trying to wash them off. He can't get them off, ah. and he goes to his dog after he sprays him down with like roach repellent or whatever, some bug spray. He goes back to his dog, checks out the dog, dog's covered in aphids. Mm-hmm. So there's an aphid infestation going on. Oh my God. So he calls his good friend, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> on oh, yeah. the phone and says like... <laughs> Playing the character of Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Da- same character. He's, old. <laughs> He's played since like the 90s. Since he got back in the line. I will <laughs> say this embarrassing thing uh-huh. that I thought it was Jeff Goldblum at first. <laughs> <laughs> he does do a lot of the weird mannerisms. Extra, only at, mostly the at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, the pauses and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this Jeff Goldblum? And there were a bunch of bugs and stuff around, so yeah. You know, and you Jeff know, Goldblum looks like a bug. Exactly. He <laughs> That's why they cast him in the fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's all these aphids, and he's like, "Look, I gotta come help. Whatever. Like, can you help me?" He's like, "Just bring some in a jar, and I'll, I'll check it out for you." Mm-hmm. I don't know who this guy is. Whatever. Okay. There's okay. also, I feel like a reference to Grim Fandango in this. <laughs> Am I tripping out because I felt like you there are was a video a gr- game man? So there maybe. is a video. There is an exact skull, which oh, I mean Grim is Fandango. based off of like. Dia de los Muertos stuff, but it, like it, the way it was shaped looked exactly like yeah. main character from Grand Panther. I wouldn't put it in the background. Yeah. Whatever. Um, cut to this meeting. It looks like a bunch of random people being part of like a brotherhood or something. Brotherhood of the Bear of Orange County. I was like, I don't. What is this? That's weird. Strange. Oh, 
I know that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so some guys like giving a speech and is like, no, we got this big drug problem. 20% of the people are drug addicts. And I don't know if that's people worldwide or in just in Orange County. I think they just mean, yeah, Orange County. Okay. So a lot of, lot of drug addicts. Which is a lot. That's a, that is a lot. A bit. That's, that's more than 20 people, <laughs> which I count as a lot. It's true. Um, and he's like, I got this undercover cop here and he's going to give you guys a talking about. And he's wearing a scramble suit, which a scramble suit is something that can't be detect. Like you, no matter what software you have, if you're wearing the scramble suit, we have no idea who's underneath it. But we assume it's some it's some junkie that we use as an underground person. That is making so much more sense. Yeah, you saw you saw, probably one of the first things you saw was just that the suit. And you're like, suit, what the fuck? And then yeah, and Keanu Reeves in the Iron Man. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Scramble suits. So scramble suits, they're a thing. Okay. Um, so they scramble the way a person looks so nobody knows who they are. Exactly. So it's okay. just constantly shifting all the time. Okay, okay. Um, so he comes up and he has a talk. And because he's undercover, blah, 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 he gives a speech. He's like, I'm scared of my kid. My, my kids. I have two I'm little scared kids. Of my kids. <laughs> I'm scared of my kids. For my kids. I'm scared of my kids. This is Keanu Reeves talking? Keanu Reeves. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you know, and I, I do this for all these things. And, you know, we get this thing called from drug terrorists. Called Substance D. Dun, dun, dun. Substance D. So it's such a sci-fi name for a drug. Mm -hmm. Nobody Um, would name their actual drug Substance D. No, they would not. (laughs) Why not? If Okay, employers, present and future and past everything. I don't do drugs. (laughs) But if I did drugs and there was something called Substance D on the market, I'd be like, I'll take it. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) I'll take five. (laughs) What are those pills? I want them. Those big, scary red ones? I want them, please. (laughs) I don't know what the D stands for. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> you can go up to go. You want the D? <laughs> yes, we I do. Know that Ethan loves the D. From from in theory, podcasts. I don't. You know, all future and past employers, I don't. <laughs> hey man, you can be gay. You can wait, be wait, hired in gay. Yeah, they don't hire you if you're gay. It's all right now. It's not That's a problem. True. Future past, maybe not past well, employers. I mean, there's a, there, yeah, okay. <laughs> If anyone from the 80s wants to hire Ethan, it's all right. It's okay. He just likes the D. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) The D terrorists. All right. So um, he talks about the strain. He has this weird thing where he talks to HQ for a bit because he's like, doesn't want to go into speech. Mm -hmm. Says like, I don't like this part. It's all bullshit. It's how people get hooked on this stuff. And they're like, just say it anyway. And he says, D stands for desertion and stuff and being bad. Don't do drugs, kids. Oh, I felt like there was more to it, but does that basically the gist of it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. He, okay. I mean, he's um, at this point, you obviously realize that because he looks so scraggly that he is doing a lot of drugs. So oh, really? Because he just looked like John Wick to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's forgetting his speech and everything, and he's scraggly. He doesn't seem all but, there. Yeah, and yeah so I guess he's that's true. Sympathizing with them now, and he, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So when he's giving the speech to all these people who he sees in the audience, and he hates them. He, he realizes, like, oh, you guys are fucking weirdos, and, you know, the drug addicts I hang out with, they're, they're just, you know, I'm, I feel sorry for them. And an important fact here, too, is he's, he does have children. Yes. Okay. Two of them. That comes Little into play. Ones. Girls. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. So, back to the bug man, as I will now call him. <laughs> he <laughs> is, is He's driving around. He thinks he has a uh, jar of bugs, and he's driving around. He sees a cop behind him, and he imagines his head that this cop pulls him over, and then... Can't read him his Miranda rights, so just shoots him in the back of the head. Yeah, he does. Whoa, what? Like, it, it was an imagination. Oh, okay. And right. then instead he just pulls over and it's fine. Because Charles Freck doesn't know the Miranda rights, so in his mind, like, the cop is like, you have the right to shut the fuck up, and he shoots him in the head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Um, but anyway, he 
pulls over and like looks at the jar and realizes no bugs in it because mm-hmm. you know he's done tripping out or whatever. Okay, okay. And then cut to uh, Keanu Reeves is making a phone call, and I don't know why he's taking a phone call to this person. Mm-hmm. It's I think it is Winona Ryder. Yes. Or is it someone else? It's okay, it's hard to tell these characters because they do have that rotoscoping technology. Yes, put all over them. Yes, the movie is entirely rotoscoped, which. Which is a thing. Which is a thing you can do with a movie if you yes. so choose. I think it's kind of effective because it definitely gets across the idea of not only just like this whole movie feels like a giant drug trip, especially when like the background doesn't actually move with the foreground moves. Yeah. It's all like one plate. Um, but the other thing I really like about it, too, is later on in the movie, we deal with the idea of identity. Yeah. And when you're watching this movie, you see facial features sliding around just due to the fact that it is rotoscoped. Mm. It really adds to the fact of like, is this the person that we know or is this like a replicant of that person? Yeah. Or And it gives it a dreamlike state. It, and that, yeah, it really works well. Fucking nuts. But oh, my God, like real quick thing. This movie took over a year to animate and rotoscope. Wow, really? This movie was shot in 23 days and it took over a year to, to actually animate the whole thing. Hmm. It's and like the boyhood of its time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Linklater, man. <laughs> Let's just take a long he's, time. He's you know, like, he was shooting boyhood probably during this. <laughs> That's very true. He was like, hey, how can I make a movie? And then he's like, now how can I make it longer? How can I drag this post-production out? I just need the actors for a little bit. And I see, uh, that's another thing I want to bring up. The, the, uh, the acting of the actors is only as good as the artists drawing the scene. Which is a very interesting thing to think about. You know what I mean? Like I guess their, that's true. Their facial expressions, the way that they move, all the little ticks that usually go into acting is only as good as how good the drawings are. That's true. It's yeah. a very interesting thing to think about. And I don't know movie. if he meant to do it. I'm just, I'm it, possibly that he is mm-hmm. or he did. But um, they I mean, all the people in all the main characters, um, Robert Downey Jr., well-known drug addict. Very well known. Uh, Woody Harrelson, well-known drug addict. Mm-hmm. Loves the pot. Let's keep it to Rampart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Winona uh, Ryder also Winona, had yeah, uh, issues fucking, with drugs. Yeah, crazy was drug. She? Yeah, that's why she was stealing random shit from uh, places. Uh, and that's why she like gave all those weird looks during the Stranger Things <laughs> yeah, <I'm doing laughs> acceptance random speech. Looks right now. And then Keanu Reeves, who just sounds high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But well, that's because yeah, he's I been in a different plane of existence. That's, Have I mean, you seen Bill and Ted? He's, I mean, he's been all over the place. <laughs> and all, oh, yeah, all, all over, over the, the wind place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting uh, cast of characters. And that, um, I, I always thought that was interesting that, like, they have all these well-known drug addicts. And you're, they're playing drug addicts and they're like, this seems pretty seamless mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they've all done drugs. They know what this is so like. This is yeah, I guess that's true. Kind of, huh? yeah. I was thinking that while I was watching it. Was this before Iron Man? This was, I want to say yeah. this is uh, one year before Iron Man. Or See, maybe that's, that's a fucking gamble. Because that was, I mean, what brought him back to the limelight was Iron Man. Pretty yeah. Much. And yeah, that was pretty much it. He, he was unhired. Before that, it was, yeah, like Gothica or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot he was in Gothica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Jeez. laughs> and I think Shaggy Dog, and he played the, the Oh, boss my God. Shaggy okay. Dog. We're just dredging up terrible things. <laughs> Let's just, we're going to send him back to drugs at this point. Yeah, no wonder. Anyway, so what happened next? Um. A thing happened. Yeah, so remember? he called that lady. <laughs> oh, Ryder. Ryder's he on called Winona Ryder, and I guess this tracking software like appears and starts to track the lady because I guess she's wanted. Winona Ryder? Yeah, Winona Ryder. She's and wanted? That, I don't know. Dead or alive. Um, <laughs> she's under surveillance, and then they track Keanu Reeves, and they'll say, like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Huh. And they start tracking him, and I'm like, weird. I thought he worked for the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, Freck. 
Meets Freck. up meets up with Jeff Goldblum, which is not Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> sorry, Jr. Um, What's the character's name? Barris? Uh, yeah, Jim Barris. Okay. Um, he don't know what he does. I guess he just hangs out. Yeah, I think he's just... They're, they're he made it sound like he... Uh, I thought he was a drug dealer at first, but he's not. No. He mm. just hangs out. I do know he's being investigated by... Keanu at some point, right? Yeah, they're, they're investigating everyone, even everyone. Woody Harrelson's character. Because they do drugs, is that why? Uh, they want to basically. Um, is this explained in your half? Should you explain it? It's explained, but it's hard to follow. Oh, okay, I okay. can simplify this. Okay, okay so uh, Keanu <laughs> Reeves, you. his name is Bob Arctor. He yes, is, um, supposed to be um, trying to find his name is who, Bob. Bob Arctor. Mm. Uh, his covert name is Fred. Okay. You have another name for him later. Yes, I do. What? <laughs> he's got names okay. in different area codes. And he's <laughs> and he's just supposed to be finding out who um he's supposed to be going up the ladder of who um distributes substance D in order to find who manufactures substance ah, D. Okay. So I that's see. why he's um investigating Ernie Luckman, which is Willie Harrelson, and Jim okay. Barris, who is Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Winona Ryder, who is Winona Ryder. <laughs> She's a, he's investigating Winona Ryder as yeah, well. Yeah, he's okay. investigating everyone, and he's oh even God. investigating Bob Arctor himself. Oh, yeah. wow! <laughs> so, um, there is mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. and he's talking. He's like, everything sucks, you know, <clears throat> man. Like, God is not tripping anymore. But like, you know, the world sucks. It's going down a bad path, you know. And the other guy's like, what about this new path thing? New Path is, they introduced a little earlier, New Path is a... Mm. Um, Mike just gave this look, he's like, oh. oh. Is a um, detox place. It is for, a detox place. For uh, the D. So you can get off the D. Yeah. Women yeah. are just <laughs> lining up. <laughs> no, but the gay men are lining up. <laughs> no, they want, no, they want to get back on the D. No, they want off the D. <laughs> what? And then back on and then off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got it now. Ah, <laughs> okay. So that's what Clear Path is. That's what Clear Path is, and they're like, you know, New path. you know, they cut off your dick or whatever. And he's like, they wouldn't do that. I don't know. And then, um, very interesting. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like, hey man, this is when the drugs, like the part you're at, like it stops getting off euphoric and it starts being like weird now. So like you're in the next phase, bro, of your drug addiction. Mm. You're either on it or you're off. There's no like journeyman who just does it on the weekend or whatever. It's like no, you just you're either a drug addict or you're not. When this this type of drug. Yeah, yeah. Basically what he says. Um, and he's the guy's like, well, I think I have a way to get more of it because I want more of it. And I know this lady, she wants to exchange it for like cocaine. He's like, I'll make cocaine or whatever, like purify cocaine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we'll trade it and be fine. Then they have a thing about like, he wants to have sex with her and I don't really understand that part, but whatever. What girl? Winona? Donna Hawthorne. He's like, um, uh, Fucking Freck is fucking Freck. Um, he's Freckin like, freck. I want, I want to buy cocaine, and I, mean, I want to buy substance D. And uh, Donna Hawthorne is a known uh, dealer of substance D. Is that Winona Ryder? Or is it another yeah, person? Okay. It's Winona Ryder. And ah, okay. um, then he's like, Oh, I'm, um, but she won't sell to me. And then uh, Barris is like, I can, uh, you know, you can trade her with cocaine because she loves cocaine, and you could even sleep with her if you give her really? cocaine. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then, uh. He's like, I just realized you can't see me doing the hand movement. Yeah, and then <laughs> podcast again. He does. She's like, okay, and then they go and they do a fast forward sequence. Ooh. Or did I miss a part? No, that was it. He he tells okay. him, um, and I guess it's shot like that where he's like, um, uh, it's not that easy. Robert Downey Jr. is like, um, I can show you how to get a gram of cocaine for a dollar fifty, and then it just re- fast forwards, and you see him get in the car, and it's like you, um, and it shows them getting to the how easy it is to get that. Uh, kind of like it shows them going to a corner st- yeah, a 7-Eleven like a store. Yeah, like they buy uh, um, sunblock in a spray can. Oh, wow. and then he goes back to the house, and then 
And that's all it was. And then, yeah, he, uh, well, supposedly he's, he buys it and he's like, oh, there's cocaine hidden in here, but it's uh, mixed with uh, all the oils and everything. And then <laughs> you gotta I know it. how to separate Yeah, it. so he like does this thing where he blows all the air into the bag or something and then puts the bag in the freezer and then throws like punch on it or something. Yeah. Like, it's some <laughs> junky thing. It, it's a okay. joke where he's like, oh, um, I, I have a very uh, strict regimen of how I can separate um, the oil from the cocaine. And then he just grabs a, like a bunch of punch and ice and he just throws it at the bag that we just saw. Interesting. Him with the cocaine, in the freezer. And then he just closes okay. the freezer. Weird. So I have a next. So now there's two people in those scrambler suits, and I'm very confused now because I'm like, I don't know who's here. <laughs> you realize one of them is uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, because of that Iron guy. Man's shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they want to know some more information about the uh, Winona Ryder character. Mm-hmm. Um, the person he's talking to is his superior, his who's superior. named Hank. Hank. So we got Frank and Hank. Uh, his, Fred. his name is Fred. Fred and Hank. Fred and Hank. Okay. Similar. Frank. Yeah. Frank. Frank. For sure. <laughs> Let's be Frank. If they were to get together. Their name would be Frank. Basically. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's talking to Hank about it, and they're like, "Okay, let's. We want to. Uh, we want to observe this guy and track him. And it's Counter Reeves. What? They want to track him, and he's like, "Okay. It's like we think he's the, he's new. So Hank doesn't even know he's talking to. Him. Exactly. Interesting. So they don't know anything. Mm. They don't know nothing. That's how undercover he is, and that's oh. why they always wear the suits almost all the time, except yeah. when they're actually out. Which is the best way to preserve cover, I suppose. I guess so. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. meets up with Woody Harrelson, Winona Ryder, and Cal Reeves all in the same room. So now I realize, okay, they're all friends. This is his undercover gig as he's hanging out with these guys. Okay. And they argue about this 18-speed bike for a while, mm-hmm. about how this bike is not 18 speeds, because there is three gears, and three and seven gears, you add that up, and it's like, or three and six gears, you add that up, and it's like... Um, What's that number? Nine speed bike? <laughs> What's that number? It's a nine speed bike, but obviously you're supposed to multiply that stuff. Uh-huh. They, they don't know that. They don't know and that. And then they uh, argue I don't know about it. And then each one off. of them sees a different amount. And they're like, no, now I see six. Uh, now I see five up front, uh, two in the back. And one's like, oh, I see uh, 10 up front. So that's the, the importance of the scene is just to supplant the idea that we don't know who to trust. Exactly. exactly. No one's really sane. I see. I see. Um, it's like, okay, well, I'll go sell this over here. So then... Freaking freck. Freck. Not freck. Not freaking freck. Freaking Connor Reeves goes and gets a drug, gets a test to make sure he's not addicted and the stuff isn't affecting him mm-hmm. by these two scientists, psychologist type people. And he takes this test that's almost like a Rorschach test, but they specifically say it's not. It's this like black and white lines thing that they look at. And if he, it's a yes or no answer. If he sees that what it is, then he's sane. But if he doesn't, then he's not, or then he's insane and starting to lose it. So they need to take him out and dry him out and send him to a new path. Right. Kind of get some, some, get off that D. Right. Exactly. Um, So that's never not going to be funny. uh, (laughs) So he doesn't completely pass. (laughs) And that's saying it like, yeah. So the weird thing about this, I wonder if they're trying to say something, but like some of them are very similar. Mm. So like he mistook a a dog for a sheep, Mm. he mistook, um, a pyramid for like a plastic poop thing you put on people's cars. Plastic poop? I guess that's something that he says. Like he looks at it, it's a pyramid and he says, it looks like plastic dog shit, but he's making a joke. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. okay. Are you sure? <laughs> he he you was making know. a joke because then after that, yeah, he, he goes on a tirade. They're like, oh, if you keep your attitude up, you just might make that's it. True, that's true. And then he gives a whole spiel about like, what do you mean? Make, make do? It. Make good? What's the point, man? 
Mm-hmm. And then Make he out. wants, to, and this, <laughs> and this is actually important. He's like, um, he wants to know because uh, even though Winona Ryder is his girlfriend, supposedly in the movie, he's like, how do I, how do I get with her? We haven't slept together. And then the scientists are like, Just buy her flowers. Yeah, buy her flowers, blue ones. And then that's the end of the scene. This is Does that great. Not saying mean my, anything to you? Nope. <laughs> it means nothing uh-huh. at the beginning of the movie. Mm. This is so very interesting. Yeah. Because oh my you're because well, yeah. What the fuck? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Ethan, Ethan's like uh, flowers. Flowers you are cool. Buy I guess. Blue you flowers. Can't, you can't buy flowers for a girl. <laughs> Have you ever bought bought flowers for a girl? I don't think so. Ethan bought flowers for me once. Yeah. Really? I did. Why? It was sexual. Look at him. You know what? You're right. I deserve flowers. I deserve flowers. I'm, I'm a nice man. (laughs) I deserve nice man deserves flowers. Come on. on. So Robert Downey Jr. is hanging out, and he's built. They're all hanging out in the backyard of, I guess, um, Keanu Reeves' house because Keanu Reeves owns the house that they all hang out in, and he just lets these guys hang out here. Okay. And he's. He says he's got a silencer he made on the gun. He's like, check it out. It's silent. He shoots it up in the air. <laughs> and it shoots it. And it shoots it super loud. <laughs> and it scares Keanu Reeves. He wakes up and he's like, oh, you woke me up. Whoa. Whoa. I, time, <laughs> I don't know if he ever says whoa in this movie. Time, probably, probably, sadly. time probably. to have a monologue. <laughs> he does. He does. He, does. he actually does have a monologue. He does have a monologue where monologues. he walks around and he's like, how did I get here? What is my life? Oh boy. Time for a flashback. I used to be like this and it cuts to his house when it looked nice. Mm, the and house that he's currently the in. The house he's currently in. He's like, I used to be nice. Mm, I was a dad and I asked if anyone wanted popcorn. He then hit, I hit, he then hit his head on the counter, uh, like a cabinet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Oh fuck. And, uh, he's like that. I realized I didn't hate the cabinet. I realized I hated my life. Oh boy. <laughs> I hated everyone. I hated every person here. I even hate my damn power mower. <laughs> And it has to end. This is a very strange. And now he lives in this dark world, and it fades back to where he lives now, which without his wife and kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's basically like RoboCop. Um, that's the basic premise of RoboCop. (laughs) Guy hit his head, and he's like, "Fuck!" And then he's like, "A robot? I want to be a robot. (laughs) If I was a robot, I wouldn't hurt my head." (laughs) But I still remember my family. (laughs) So now, cut to a scene where they're all driving down to San Diego, Mm -hmm. and uh, they lose control of the car. Oh. Or not they. Connor Reeves does. He loses control of the car and accelerates super fast. No, actually, I think this car is actually busted for legit. Oh, okay. Um, oh, they're working on it later. Yeah, they're working yeah. on it later. That's and it's he's trying to push the, the accelerator, and it's accelerating crazy, and then it stops, and they have to pull over and fix it. And um, so they try to fix it up, and they can't do it, so they have to get towed back. During this time, they pop some drugs, bro. They pop, some, that, pop some of that D. Yeah, why not? <laughs> On the side of the road Pops in front of everyone. And then they're driving back, and um, Robert Downey Jr.'s talking. He's like, man, sucks we can't go to San Diego, but luckily when we get back, I got all these places that are crazy. Like, I hooked up the house so no one breaks in and steals anything, so I booby-trapped the whole thing. Huh. And uh, they go in there, and they're all paranoid, and they're looking around. and They see, uh, he's like, look, a hot cigarette butt. He's like, yeah, there's going to be someone here. Now they bug the place. They bug the whole place, and they're all paranoid and freaking out. And it's like, oh no! And then um, and they they find a joint, and they're like, the um, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is like, um, what if they waited until we were out and they stashed drugs all throughout the house? What if they like yeah. hid it in like the phone? What if they hid it in like the um outlets? What if they hid it everywhere? 
And then there, then he's like, "There's only one possible thing we can do." And then Keanu Reeves is like, "Sell the house." Yeah. <laughs> and it'll go up in property value because we could say there's drugs everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, "It'll even bring up the value." Exactly. I had some real like fear and loathing flashbacks whenever they were like doing crazy drug shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then we're doing a writer. Pearson's like, "Oh man, they almost shoot her, but she doesn't obviously get shot." And he's like, "You guys should lock your house once in a while. <laughs> um, they might come in and steal everything." And he's like, oh, check these security cameras. See if anyone bugged the house. And they tried to check the security cameras, but of course they didn't work because... Jim Barris is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and um, ba, 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 ba. so then cut back to Keanu Reeves back at the station with his fancy suit on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we bugged the house. Here's all the cameras. <laughs> if, if you can, you can uh, go in and fix it all. And uh, yeah. And he's like, wait. So he's like, you can edit yourself out of the footage if you want too." And he's like, wait. What do you mean I'm myself a lot of footage? She's like, yeah, if you want to. I mean, you're going to be one that's going to be recording all this, but most of the time it's boring. Um, he's like, what, wouldn't that mess with the evidence? He's like, no, we assume it's one of you guys. We don't know which one. Uh, oh. It could be any of you guys. Could, you could be any of these people who live in this house. We know you're one of the roommates, so that's fine. But you can, uh, so like, even they don't know who, to, who they're, yeah, who they're yeah it's crazy. To. You could even be Art. You could be Bob Archer. You could be yeah. Donna Hawthorne. You could be. Um, Robert Downey Jr., who is in this film. Yeah. You can be all these people. It's really crazy. Whoa. And he's like, whoa. He's like, you can do maintenance out there, too. And he's like, why don't you just call them up and tell them, tell your guys in your government suits to just come and do maintenance for them anyway. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's a funny joke. No, you do it. And then they go back and they fix and help him fix the car when um, Fleck. Fleck shows Fleck. up. Freck. Freck. Fl- Flick from uh, Flick A from Christmas, Christmas Story. Bugs Life. Christmas Story. Um, shows up and that's first note I wrote Jesus fucking Christ I feel bad for whoever had a rotoscope this movie (laughs) 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 because not only is like the the camera constantly moving which is like a notoriously hard thing to do in animation every character is wearing like super like detailed like and there are shadows everywhere shadows there's different lighting cues it's nuts man and their hair is moving all over the I have no idea it was quite a bit I think though and I don't think it made nearly like uh, I wrote I I read one review where it's like or not review trivia where it's like this like was the most successful financially rotoscoped film but it was also the most expensive and it didn't nearly make back its budget at all oh, yeah. and I don't think it had a wide release I only I saw think, it I can't imagine a movie like this having the only place I, um, when we I saw it in the theater the only place we could find is, uh, could find it at was uh, in LA oh wow so we had to drive like an hour and a half to watch this movie yeah I can't imagine a movie like this having a wide release yep uh, so that scene really doesn't matter there's another scene where um, Harrelson I don't remember, I don't know his actual name. I'm just gonna call him Harrison. <laughs> Tells uh, everybody about this. It's this really weird story about a world famous imposter, but it's actually a guy who posed as the world famous imposter, which is an interesting concept because he mm. didn't need to be a famous imposter. That's true. He just got to be an imposter. That imposter. And then everyone. How is that t- relevant to the story? I wonder. And then everyone starts turning into bugs. <laughs> and there's this one great part where Robert Downey Jr. looks down the camera, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Also, he said those are all at the beginning scene. He says are all aphids. Those are clearly not aphids. Those are not aphids. Those like, are exactly what I thought aphids were. <laughs> Especially the one that looks exactly like a grasshopper. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's just like Jiminy Cricket. He looks just like a cricket, right? Exactly. That's true. <laughs> you look more top like a cricket. Everything. Yeah. Is all what all crickets have. It's funny. There's this uh, totally off topic, but it's really funny <laughs> because uh, like the. Our anim- animators who worked on Jiminy Cricket was like, the only way you know he's a cricket is because we tell you he's a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> if he just showed up, nobody would assume he was a cricket. That's a good point. So, 
Uh, we see, I wrote, we see these bings who are changing how they look and they are monitoring the activities of all the guys on video cameras. And then I realized these aren't bings. These are people wearing the weird suits and uh, that Keanu Reeves <laughs> yeah. is watching himself. It was a very hard scene to understand. Yep. <laughs> um, Can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. And he's watching himself fu- fu- like fucking up in the scene because mm. he starts uh, acting as if he's the narc and everyone starts getting paranoid of him and he goes, no, my brain is just fried. And then you can see Keanu Reeves trying to figure out whether or not he should keep that in there or not, which is interesting. Hmm. And there's this interesting sense of paranoia and loss of identity. I wrote down the first of many parts that I've <laughs> noticed. Um, we see uh, the people. Oh, uh, Keanu starts taking drugs at work, which is never good. That's a bad. <laughs> what? That's bad. <laughs> uh, and then uh, this part really doesn't matter, but it's revealed that. Uh, because I didn't know what he was monitoring. So I, 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 at some point I thought maybe he's monitoring Robert Downey Jr. Because Robert Downey Jr. might be some kind of... Later on he says Robert Downey Jr. is a murderer who just waits for a person to die yeah. and then doesn't help them. Because Woody Harrelson collapses onto the ground and Robert Downey Jr. doesn't really do anything of any consequence. And then nothing and it's actually it. pretty silly that he just he's just casually like tinkering with something. He's and just then, tinkering. And then he just gets the phone very casually. He's like, oh, uh, I don't know where I live. Paramedic? I don't know the number of this place. Yeah, exactly. So then this... Really great scene happens where Freck tries to kill himself. Yes. And the, the radio is broadcasting event. what is happening. <laughs> it's pretty great. And um he's yeah, he like he he's got a ton of pills and then he gets some really good wine and he lies on the bed and he gets dressed up in a suit. And this is the second episode in a row that's a reference to the Fountainhead because he has the Fountainhead book on his oh, chest. Yeah. To, to show that he was uh, an intellectual. That's right. <laughs> and he also has an, a letter to uh, a gas company. That's right. For Or, yeah, a gas company for uh, canceling his gas credit card. Because he says that he doesn't want this to be a meaningless suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was... So then he takes all the pills and he drinks all the wine, but then he doesn't die. He just hallucinates really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> and he sees a being between dimensions. And he's this like weird thing covered with eyes and it starts reading his sins for all of eternity. But most of his sins are just like you stole shit, you masturbated and you took a lot of because he only got to like like sixth grade. They're like they're like by the time he got to sixth grade, which is the year he uh, discovered masturbation. Yeah, exactly. And it's it feels like it's eternity because he's having a trip. Yeah. Uh, Uh But it's only been 30 minutes, basically. Uh, Now, Ethan. But at least he got a good wine out of it. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Ethan, this movie surprises yeah let me tell you no what's surprising ray knows what i'm talking about i know a few of these surprises because i've seen now this scene ends okay and all of a sudden we see a man Uh uh-huh a man with a megaphone a man screaming about insane things mr gay frogs goblin himself alex jones is in the movie what Alex what? motherfucking Jones is in this film what? and not as a joke. He's in there as a woke being who is aware of the insane shit the government is doing to us and is screaming in a street corner about how we need to wake up. What? And how drug D yep. is only there to sedate <laughs> this us. This is seven years of the future. <laughs> they know. <laughs> also, considering this, this, the book was written in the 70s. 
pretty spot on with the idea of constant surveillance. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, but yeah. the fact that this is all coming from Alex fucking Jones, fucking in bed with a goblin where they're turning our frogs gay is <laughs> fucking nuts. And he's standing at the street corner screaming and he says, uh, you know, we got to do this. We got to wake up. And then a fucking truck comes like drives up and all these guys come out like with like guns and shit to try to get him. And he goes, oh, it's our tax dollars. fucking electrocuted and put into a truck and driven away and it's fantastic oh my god (laughs) and no one on the street bats an eye and we never see him again (laughs) so richard you think you'll go that way real in real life (laughs) (laughs) tax dollars at work that's fucking right yeah richard linklater was like you know what alex jones needs to be in this movie (laughs) Uh, apparently he was in another one of his films as well he's in this movie called waking life which is also a rotoscoped film that came out before this one yep i've seen that as well you have seen it is it any good um it looked a lot more strange than this one yeah uh it's about dreams and it's really weird i i enjoyed it but it's very difficult to recommend that film interesting well i will watch it eventually anyway (laughs) so then we see uh winona Ryder. she shows up and she picks up keanu reeves and uh they uh go someplace oh winona Ryder says she doesn't trust robert Downey jr and uh they're lying uh, they're sitting down like on a couch at winona Ryder's place and like the rotoscoping is going like insane right now looks like they're all like melting and falling apart and then Keanu Reeves wants to hug Winona Ryder, but she says she's done too much coke, so she doesn't want to be touched. And then Keanu Reeves storms off and calls her lame. <laughs> You're so lame. You're so lame. I want to hug you. And then he calls her an addict, and she says that everyone is addicted. Like, you know, we're well, all addicted to something. Is, yeah. yeah. And like, he's not on any moral high ground at this point. Yeah. And then she says that. He doesn't that, know that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and then she says that after all this is done, she wants to move to a farm, which becomes very important at oh. the end of the movie. Is it? Um... Hey, wait, can can I go there? Yeah, you can go too. Deal. We can both go together. Ooh. It's very interesting. Okay. Also, this scene, they are talking about, like, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as if she's also in on the investigation. <coughs> right? Yeah. It's very bit. strange. So it's almost like she also knows that Keanu Reeves is investigating, like, is an investigator, which is very interesting. Anyway, so Keanu's addicted to red pills. He calls over a prostitute. I don't know who she is. Some blonde chick. Um, yeah, it's just some and they, girl he met. At and a they concert. fuck each other. Whoa. And then he wakes up the next morning. Red pills just Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> they switched them from blue to red. That's right. And that's an effort. It makes you look so much cooler when you take them before <laughs> having sex with your uh, 80 year old wife. <laughs> and so then he wakes up and looks over and the prostitute has turned into an owner writer. And he starts flipping the fuck out. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he, like, shakes her. And then he looks down. And then it's back to the other lady again. He's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I am losing it. Maybe I shouldn't have taken all those drugs. That's right. I'm actually losing it. So then he gets a call from management asking if he's had trouble mentally. And he says no, but he's clearly having trouble mentally. And um, he looks back at the tape of him having sex with a prostitute. And on the tape, it shows on video that that did turn into one like that lady did turn into Winona Ryder. What? Yeah. What? Which is very Wait, interesting. What? It's very interesting. So he doesn't know who the fuck to trust because this fucking recording shows that she's turning into people. Like who can he trust now? You know, <sighs> he can't trust anything. So can Keanu's- you have a double trip? That's exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. At this point, he's. he's yeah, I guess that's odd. true. 
So it goes and takes a bunch of like tests from these doctors. And then he has this big monologue, which doesn't amount to much, except for <coughs> this is where the title of the movie comes from. <laughs> so he says that he, uh, he asks what a scanner sees. I don't know what a scanner is. He sees it darkly. He, yeah, a scanner is um, all those people that just scan videos all day long. Right. Uh, and he's, surveilling he it. says, do they see clearly or do they see darkly? <gasps> because he himself cannot see clearly. He can only see darkly. He can only see darkly. And if the scanner sees darkly, I'm now pointing toward the book <laughs> uh, dramatically. Visuals. If the scanner sees darkly, then he's cursed because he's lost forever. Mm. If, if, so, like, if he can't see the truth and if they can't see the truth, he's lost very interesting so then the doctors um uh, come to the conclusion that his left and right brain hemispheres are uh feeding him different information uh, they did mention that earlier that there might be a thing with that and see this is an interesting question right because then they bring up the thing of like it's like you're the driver and you have two different uh things to show whether you're empty your your gas is empty or full you know like you're the driver and you have like an, a one thing that says you're full and one thing that says you're empty. And you don't know who to trust, mm. which is an interesting thing to bring up. And it's, it's something I think Philip K. Dick brings up a lot, which is what is the difference between our brain and ourselves? You know, because that implies that we are one being and our brain is another being. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting philosophical thing to bring up in this situation. And uh, then what happens next? They basically say, look. There's stuff going on outside. <laughs> look. You got to get off a substance D or else you're going to fucking lose your mind. Yeah. And it'll be permanent, most likely, if you don't get off of it. And he swears that he will never take substance D ever again. <laughs> though he it, does it. <laughs> though it does sound really cheesy when he says it, like he's just saying it to like look cool. So then uh, next scene, Robert Downey Jr. has come into the police station and is giving information about Keanu Reeves to the investigators. Uh, to Hank specifically to yeah. the 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 guy Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is giving it he to did Hank. that earlier. I forgot to mention that scene because it didn't seem like it made much sense. But he mm. did try to do that earlier, but he didn't really have any evidence. Right. So he now has a recording and a bunch of notes, and he gives it to Hank, and then Hank says, "You're going to be put in prison, just as a formality. <laughs> and if all of this doesn't come back as accurate, then you, we will actually like charge you with giving us false information." Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what the. <laughs> and Can't then win. there's another person in the room and at first we don't know who it is until we realize it's Keanu Reeves yeah um mm. and so then uh Keanu is sits down and uh he asks Hank like well you know what do you think about all this and Hank goes well it seems like we can trust this guy like it looks pretty like accurate to me and Keanu Reeves gets really nervous like he doesn't know what to do and uh then he starts getting interrogated by Hank and he starts like losing it and then Hank says, look, uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, expect your next paycheck to be a little bit different. And uh, and he's like, uh, Keanu was like, oh, good, because of, you know, all this like shit I've had to go through. You're like giving me more money. He goes, no, actually, you're being charged with a misdemeanor for being willingly addicted to drugs and not reporting it to us. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, <the?"> fair. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, it was your job? Yeah. Here, That's the thing. And he's like, well, what the fuck? It was all part of the job. And he goes, you didn't need to take the drugs. You could have pretended, you know. And then we start to realize that he's not only losing his mind. He's losing his own identity. Keanu is losing his name. He's forgotten his name. Um, oh. And he's also saying, you know, I've got two daughters. I think he says he's got two daughters. <laughs> he's like, I've got two kids. And then two Hank's girls. like, do you? Like, H Hank's oh. like, do you really have two kids? Uh 
What? And then, and then, unreliable the, narrator. And then Keanu starts looking, and he sees for like just a couple of frames two little girls like behind Hank, and then they disappear. And then he starts like losing it. And he starts shaking in the, the the chair, and he's trying to touch himself, but he can't touch himself through the like uh, suit that he's of uh, like that he has on. And um, then they start calling him Bob, which I didn't know that Bob was his real name yeah. at this point. <laughs> and uh, he then they say the only reason that he was there was to lure um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. out in here to the thing. So he's done. That's all he was. Th- that's all he was there for was to oh. lure Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. out. Was he? Or was <gasps> what? So then layers. <laughs> I know. So then they're like, uh, he's like, look, I need somebody to pick me up. And they're like, okay, well, who do you want to pick up? Do you want to pick up that would own a rider chick? And he's like, yeah, how do you know that I'm with her? And he goes, well, you know, there was two agents there and we knew blah, 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 blah. Basically we knew that, you know, you would become close to her. And so he goes, okay, yeah, call her. And then he leaves. And then Hank gets up and Hank walks out of the room and walks into like a little private room and Hank takes off his suit and it's been on a rider. I knew it was gonna be something like that. <laughs> I was like, you never see Hank. Hank is gonna be one of the like one of the other people he hangs out with. Hank is Winona Ryder, and, and he wasn't gonna be um, Woody Harrelson. It was gonna be Woody Harrelson. So Winona Ryder is the one that set him up this whole time. That's how we know that uh, he was taking drugs. That's how we know all this stuff. That's also why she probably didn't want to be touched by uh, Keanu Reeves was because this was all about an investigation. Uh, so it was gonna go all the way. Exactly. And so hmm. then, uh, then uh, Winona Ryder takes Keanu. To the recovery center, which is called. Well, that explains also why she was in the area of. I'm just like, what's going on, guys? All of this was completely correct. <laughs> all of this was completely orchestrated by her. It looks uh, okay. Like. And so uh, Keanu was just shaking. He's losing it. He's vomiting, and he's taken to the recovery center, which is called Clear Path. Is that what it's New called path. again? New Path. And then um, he's. She's like, look, this is where this is where you belong. Like, this is where you're gonna be. So then, <laughs> uh, Keanu and Frack are both there. Freck is there. His head Freck's shaved. alive. Freck is alive. His head is shaved. And uh, Keanu was then transferred to a farm where we, Renona said she wanted to go mm. and where she said you can go in the future, too. Goes to the farm and... Um, cut a dick off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the movie ends. You just cut his penis off. And it's, really, it's really freaky because he's speaking like a child. And they also give him a new name, Bruce. Mm-hmm. A third name. How many names he gets? I don't know. That's the third one, I believe. It's his third one. Yeah. Okay. So then we cut to a restaurant, and in the restaurant is Winona Ryder and the guy who transferred uh, Keanu Reeves to the farm. Um, and it looks like they're both actually working this whole drug thing. Okay. Winona Ryder seems very regretful about this whole thing mm-hmm. and seems to be questioning, like, her side. She's like, look, we're just as bad as the drug dealers. Like, we're terrible people. We're Look what we did to him. He never chose this. He never wanted this, you know? He never made this decision. He's not doing his job anymore. Clearly, what all this was was just a way for him to get addicted and drugged up enough so that he can go to the recovery center to figure out all this stuff Hmm. so that he can eventually be sent to the farm. Right. And uh, then the guy who runs who's at the recovery center is working undercover. There is like, look, he might not get a mention and he might get a footnote. He might not even get a brief mention. In the future of the fallen, he says, a mention of the fallen, but he will make this world a better place. He'll be an instrument for keeping this world a better place. That's his argument. So now we cut. Oh, I know what's happening. <laughs> so now we cut to the gar- the garden, the farm where Keanu is working, and he looks down, and on the ground he sees a bunch of blue flowers. And he goes down, and he picks it up, and he's like, oh, that's really interesting. 
And then this guy with white hair shows up, and I feel like we're supposed to know who he is. Do we know who he is? Nope. He's, he never shows uh, up earlier. It's just implied that he is uh, the guy who one runs of, it all. Yeah, one of the guys in charge. And uh, he says that the blue flowers are the flowers of the future, and everyone's going to have this one day. And then earlier on, uh, we uh, we learn that these pe- the people that are on the farm will eventually meet up with the people who are at the recovery center, like at Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, but usually they don't intermingle. So Keanu Reeves, when left alone, looks down and he picks up one of the flowers and he goes, I'm going to keep this and I'm going to give it to the people at the recovery center as a present for Thanksgiving. He puts it in his sock and he just walks off into the field. And that's how the movie ends. And so we can only hope that all of this was just a wave because there's the idea of the people at the recovery center are in on this. And there was that thing earlier about collecting flowers, mm-hmm. blue flowers and giving it to your girlfriend and that was all orchestrated to make sure that he remembers all this stuff subconsciously. Yeah, which they he were did. just trying to condition him. Exactly, enough. subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. But the movie's not really over because then a list of names flashes up saying that these are the people who are dead or permanently damaged. Uh, they permanently damaged their body or mind uh, in the service against the people. I don't exactly understand this last bit. Do you want to explain it, please? Um, yeah. Bas- okay, well, I'm just going to open up the book. You guys can see this. Um, yeah, at the end of the book... Um, and the movie. And the movie. Uh, he There's a little bit of an epilogue saying, uh, you know, hey, don't blame uh, these uh, the people who do drugs. Um, these are the people that I knew while I was writing the book because it is semi-autobiographical, mm-hmm. where he knew all these people, um, people who uh, would eventually would be the characters Jim Barris and Ernie Luckman hmm. uh, eventually either kill themselves or died because of all these uh, neurological problems and or physical like, problems. Yeah, physical problems. Like because heart of failure. All, yeah, heart failure and stuff. And even he is on the list. He's on the list too. Um, yeah. Because he um, he had pancreatic, pancreatic. Gang. Yeah. yeah, and then he would eventually have a stroke and die. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, does this have anything to do with the whole like uh, LSD trip things from the government that was uh, organized? As far as I know of, I don't think so. Because I know he got really an LSD and this feels like yeah. a very like LSD kind of drug. But he does have a weird, like the, the movie doesn't mention this, but the book does that... Um, how he doesn't believe, you know, how people will be like, oh, well, alcoholics or drug addicts. Um, uh, it's a disease that you shouldn't get mad at the people who have a disease. You wouldn't get mad if someone has cancer. Right, right, right. right. Uh, he is very specific at the end of the book saying, no, it's not a disease. These people chose to do this stuff. And, and he uh, likens hmm. them to children playing in the streets. Oh. Um, he says, oh, this is um, this is something we chose to do. We wanted to have fun. This is we got punished because That's we wanted that yeah. we, we got oh. punished because we wanted to have fun and we had too much fun and uh, it was like children playing in the middle of a crowded intersection understandable they didn't put that in the movie yeah it's um it's uh, from his pers- i mean because he was a lifelong drug addict right, he, exactly. from his perspective it's like well you know he has some form of reference oh absolutely and he sees things differently from just people who who have never taken drugs and have never been um you know yeah i mean I, obviously and, everyone gets into that stuff for different things you know yeah, right. so maybe he was like i just wanted to have fun and there's this line that Winona Ryder says where she's like look you know it's it's uh, it's easy to win a lot of people win mm-hmm. it, it, implying that it's much harder in to, to be a loser yeah. and there's not a lot of losers out there which is an interesting uh, thing yeah hmm. yeah and yeah so is that it about the epilogue is there anything you want to uh that's about? pretty much it like that just I, that I, one is part there a about longer your... list of people because there's a really long list of people in the film <laughs> I, no it's the exact same amount of people okay specifically yeah. and that's pretty much it they yeah the, um just that whole um i thought it was interesting that they really cut out that one part about just um you gotta blame he, them yeah it's yeah. like you know <laughs> you, you gotta blame them because this is what we did that was it. yeah the the ending was really weirdly worded because it was like look we were we, we we battled against 
he says something. We were the comrades battling against something. Yeah. And then he says, we just had fun. Don't blame us or something. Like, yeah. It's this really weird wording, which feels really strange. It's, and now it it has part of that in yeah. there where it's like, oh, we, we fought against this or whatever when yeah, we were like kids. But right. then at the after that, he says, but, you know, it was still our fuck up. We right. this was our problem. We, we did it. And, you know, it's very much like the end of A Beautiful Mind, where the actual guy in A Beautiful Mind, the dude that the movie's based after was like, look, you shouldn't be taking any kinds of like. Uh, brain drugs because they're bad for you and then in the movie they're like look you should take brain drugs <laughs> because they can actually help you and save you yeah which which is weird because i mean the movie it, like a lot of drug movies really glorify like drugs it's like oh well you know you have fun and you're hanging out with all your friends and everything and um but at the same time it's like but it has consequences yeah there are a lot of really fucked up consequences it's really interesting because like it goes back to also like uh fear and loathing when Terry Gilliam made Fear and Loathing. One, he had never taken any of the drugs that was shown in the movie. Mm-hmm. But two, he didn't consider this a glorification of drugs, even though a lot of people did. You yeah. know, he went on to say, like, look, watch the movie. These people are sad. Yeah. These people are insane. These people are on the edge of reality and of society. And this is not something to be looked at as a positive. Yeah. And this movie, I think, goes even further where it's like you really do see like, Oh my God, these people have like a real problem and it's it. But, but I, what, what I really like about this movie is the drugs are just a conduit to answer bigger questions about identity within the state and identity within uh, uh, like security. And stuff yeah, like that. which is a huge thing that Philip K. Dick loves doing. Very much oh so. yeah. What is the self? Um, what is reality and everything perception? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I mean, uh, a lot of it was opinions of what is you know what is real and everything right so, it's very fascinating it's and a strange book this this movie did a very it had a very difficult task yeah. <laughs> it had to be heavy-handed um the one like like i said like this the movie and by uh, extension the book was very ahead of its time that it's like it called the war on drugs it called the um constant surveillance of people it um and it um sure. mm-hmm. it points out like the same thing with like just any war like the list of casualties they talk about it's like oh there'll right. be a footnote and it's the same thing like uh wars right now it's like is this kind of really worth it are we sending them over there just to die for nothing mm-hmm. but then you know the opposition is but you can't not send someone to die someone's gonna die for this war it's very interesting yeah because yeah, that 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 bit at the very end when he says that is like a bit of me is like yeah that really fucking sucks that because he didn't choose this yeah but the other hand it's like yeah you do need to solve these issues yeah you like, need these are i mean if it's one need. person that could do it and yeah and the end leaves it in this really interesting somber note where it's like he probably will take that flower back and he probably will give it to the guy working undercover there and that might be enough to uh figure out who is manufacturing and distributing these drugs yeah but who knows where that's going to lead and you've destroyed a man you've destroyed his life and not only that i mean i'm uh, they don't say it in the book or they don't say it in the movie how many people did they also do this with yeah. Like, yeah he was at the most he could just be one person yeah or he could be the like he could just be one successful person or he could just be another gonna, fuck up yeah because this is such a big grandiose thing are you really gonna just all like put it on one person to yeah. work like yeah. it couldn't and then even as the line earlier was like it's a good thing they gave this project to me because anybody else could have fucked up this yeah he doesn't know nobody knows it's very fascinating. I kind of like this movie. Yeah. Kind of liked it a lot. How'd you like it, Ethan? What what movie? What is this? <laughs> we were what talking happened? about a movie? <laughs> Too busy taking this D, I'm, dude. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I saw. It was asking over here. Graphic. Yeah. Um, I did like this. I did not. I was not bored. It went by really fast. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on, though. I felt like I would have been able to grasp what was going on later on. Yeah. I felt like I was just trying. A lot happened by the end of it. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like a, your half was really long. Mine was just 
setup, kind of like knowing characters and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And I specifically picked this movie. Why'd um, you pick this movie? Specifically, one, because I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, two was because I knew, I was like listening to your guys' podcast. I was like, you know what? Uh, Mike's got to pretty together with, uh, you know, keeping track of stuff. But Ethan got lost on like, the devil dirty wears dancing. Prada. <laughs> dirty <laughs> dancing. So I was like, what's a fucking head trip movie that this was just going to fuck him good, up? I, I couldn't imagine Ethan having to deal with the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful. Oh, you, oh, you know what? Even uh, I would argue that even he might be a little bit more clear with the end of the movie because the oh, beginning yeah. of the movie, you're just kind of thrown in. It's just like, thrown in. What the fuck yeah. is going on? I felt like very similar to the, watching a second half of a movie. Yeah. The and on top of that, I mean, the only thing they really kind of explained is the suit stuff. Yeah, was it? That was kind of yeah, it. Everything yeah. else is like you just kind of you're was, still confused because it's like I was very why, why are they doing who's this who are these like, people like is tracking him re- is he really a, a drug addict or is he a cop is, I don't know what's going on yeah and you don't even know why he's there yeah it's very fascinating but thank you for bringing this movie to us oh, well, yeah it was good welcome. yeah it was you know if anything at least it was interesting to watch this because of the rotoscoping oh yeah did this movie need to be rotoscoped Maybe not, but I it definitely so. it looked I would very argue cool. That it, it would have because I mean, okay, you just, know what? One thing that made it cool was that it seamlessly when they had like weird special effects, mm. it seamlessly went to it and you believed them because it was like you're so used to this art style. I I feel so bad, especially when it comes to the the switch suits. How many fucking drawings did oh, that God. take? Like different facial. Well, I'm sure features. it's digital. That part's digital. Ask me. What do you mean digital? The uh, the suits. I'm sure they like. Anim- yeah, but the, the they, how, think about how many different kinds of like faces. They they that's a good point. All. You had to draw all those. And yeah, then do the weird. And here's a different thing. perspectives yeah. too. And here's sure. an interesting tidbit. And uh, some part of the movie, I don't know which, but supposedly, um, for once frame of the movie, it is a likeness of Philip K. Dick. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I'd so, say that's it. yeah. That's yeah, so but weird. yeah. Thank you so much for bringing this movie. To thank us. you for having yeah, me man. back. Absolutely. You're always welcome on the other half. Ethan <laughs> told me the exact opposite. <laughs> He's like, Let's well, you don't, you don't know who to trust, right? I don't, I don't even know who I, I am. I I don't think you are. I don't. You're back at home. You're just talking to Ricardo. <laughs> oh, worst evening ever. Uh, but if you guys have a good drug trip, mind fuck movie, why? Please. I'd love to watch more of these or more rotoscope films. I really like the look of this one. I've seen a couple. I, I'd love to see the Hobbit. Yeah, the Hobbit or that was a mind trip. I didn't know whether I liked it or I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about the new ones, right? I, I was talking about the new ones. I, oh, oh no, I hated those ones. <laughs> uh, so yeah, please, please bark. Oh, we got dog. Please bark. Please Just write in, fucker. Please visit us. He wants Facebook. us to watch Marley and Me. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Marley and Me you. Oh dang! <laughs> Spoilers. Please visit us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, or Instagram. Uh, send us a email on email theotherhalfpodcast.com for other movies. We would love to hear them. Uh, you can also um, listen to past episodes, uh, including the past episodes that Ray was on, which I was, was on, I was on episodes. I yeah. remember Legend. Oh, and I was on Session Nine. Session there Nine. We go. Please check them out on Google Play Music, uh, iTunes, or Stitcher. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says, even if it says. Um, uh, I don't know. Whoa! If just says, Ethan whoa. loves Big D. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it talks about loving the D and how much Ethan loves it, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Why are you making not, it so You know, it's the '90s. It's all right, <laughs> according to this movie. According to this movie. All right, uh, Ray, would you like to send us out of here? Sure. Uh, good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Good night. He said it already. <laughs> Did he? Music, Did he? Music. Who's identity? Music.